it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 22nd. It is six minutes after 11. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and it is time to talk about them. <laughs> Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, of course. Ron DeSantis closing the polling gap on Trump. He's inching closer and closer. He's uh, gained 11 points over Donald Trump recently. This is a new Harvard Caps Harris poll, bringing him up to 28%. Yeah, so obviously right now these polls don't mean anything other than they are just fun to talk about. I mean, Ron DeSantis, if he has any level of political savvy and intelligence about him, of which he has an immense amount of both, will not even get into this thing until August or September of next year. There's zero reason for him to do that. They're polling two guys, one who actually is running, has announced he's running, another guy who said, I just want to be governor right now. So the numbers don't actually matter. But what is interesting is how in a relatively short period of time, the amount of people who have said we are looking for something different. And you you alluded to that, that 11 Mm percent. Ron DeSantis' standing has improved in this poll by 11 percent. He's now points. Yeah, yeah. He's now at 28%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump is down nine at the same time, down to 46. So obviously, 46 is still more than 28. And I think if the election were held today, if there were a national primary of some sort, then Trump would still probably be the guy. But clearly, it's forever. And clearly, there are a lot of people who are saying, yeah, this doesn't appear to be working out for us. Maybe it's on to something else. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Trump's overall favorability has fallen by five percentage points. And conversely, Ron DeSantis's are just going up. So now is the GOP in this situation where you've got one side who is backing Trump and the other side who's looking around for other candidates? I think what you have is the there are people who, no matter what you do, will not be pride from Donald Trump. And look, and I speak for myself and I'll let Casey speak for herself. We get accused of Trump bashing here. Mm -hmm. And I have said numerous times, if you're a person who's wed to Trump, I get it if you believe he got screwed. If you believe he actually won the election or whatever, miscarriage of justice, however you want to say it. I understand that. What we try to focus on, though, is the reality of the current and not attempting to litigate the past. And the reality of the current is that Donald Trump has yet to prove over the past two elections where he is a help not only to himself, but also to other candidates. Yeah, the party. And until Trump figures out how to prove that he can be that, and I'm not sure how he does that at this point, given the fact that this is not Bill Clinton's circa 1994, where you're a somewhat newish president, and wow, you took a bloodbath in the midterm, and you come out and go, wow, I really overcalculated the power and pull of this presidency and clearly people want divided government accounted government and 
out of that spurned a, the last balanced budget this nation has ever seen, which then fueled, by the way, you want to talk about the power of a strong dollar and a balanced budget. Look at the economy in this country, the second, the tail end of Bill Clinton's second term, buoyed primarily by a strong dollar and a balanced budget and a reliable divided government. Point is, Bill Clinton was able because of his personality and the fact that he had, was not baked into the American idea of that this person is, was able to pull that off and, and save a second term. I don't know how Trump does that because he's not capable of being gracious or humble. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. No, I would not call him that. I, I've been saying this for two years, that the best thing Trump could have done was go away allow things to play themselves out, you know, help fundraise for candidates mm -hmm. like former presidents do, and then make the comeback. But the comeback was rooted, should have been rooted in humility, which is, I made these mistakes. I'm sorry for these mistakes. I, uh, you know, I love this country more than anything. I want to continue to give back to this country more than any, anything. And now my country needs me more than at any time mm -hmm. to, to, you know, to save America. Let's go charge. But instead, he has put himself in a position where a lot of people still want him around, but more as a elder statesman and not the guy. Yeah. Be, be in an advisory role, but not the guy. People need to believe you don't, the more you believe, make people believe you don't want something, the more they want you to have it. And that's why Ron, and what I mean by that is, look at Ron DeSantis. There is no talk about running. Everybody knows he's running. Everybody knows he's going to run. Everybody knows the guy's wanted to be president since he was old enough to tie his shoes. His whole life has led up to this. Everybody knows, but look at how he's handling it. He's still running Florida. Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis, day in and day out, is running Florida. That's his whole focus right now. And the longer you successfully do something, the more people say, I want our country, I want our state to be like that. Once you're in the arena, some of that luster of wanting you to do that is off because you're now doing that. Right. You're and, there. And so I, I just... Um, there is a guy who runs a political action committee. His name is John Thomas. And the political action committee is Ron to the rescue. It's a super PAC. Mm -hmm. And he, I think it was Newsmax he was on. He really captured why Ron DeSantis is climbing in the polls. Yeah, we're actually witnessing in real time the uh, the Republican electorate and the broader electorate. Sh the earth is shifting underneath our feet in terms of people who were once Trump supporters. It's not that they don't like Trump. And Sean, you'll know, I've been on your show many times defending the former president. I'm a big Trump fan, was in 2016, was in 2020. And what we're saying and what we're hearing across the country is that voters want Trump to shift from a party leader to a party elder and make room and help the future of the party because at the end of the day, we've got to win in 2024. All right. John Thomas there with that All super right, pack. Thank you. So uh, Ron DeSantis said the country should look to Florida to learn a way out of this morose and this mess created by the Democratic leadership and the Biden administration. He also said the job of a leader is to set out a vision, to execute that vision, to show people that it's the right vision and to deliver concrete results. And that's what Ron DeSantis has been doing down in Florida. He's been delivering results, fighting against critical race theory, gender ideology, woke issues, uh, education reform, and picking a fight with Disney and winning. Now, does that change with Bob Iger coming back into Disney? How is that going to play out? Something to think about. Uh, real quick, before we go to a break, this was from over the weekend, but I thought it was a great piece of audio. It's Ted Cruz, mm -hmm. and he 
lays out that this incoming Republican Congress, not just the majority in the House, but also the minority in the Senate, has got to start standing for something. Mm. And I think this is just a great piece of advice to anybody set to enter this new Republican Congress. We need to be smart and think about why these fights happen. But number two, we need to fight. Look, if, if you want to win, Republicans need to stand and fight. we got to stand for something. Don't roll over at everything. Boy, he sounded angry there, didn't he? Well, I think he gets it that, you know, again, these investigations of Hunter Biden, while worthwhile and they should be done, and hopefully they will lead to the truth of what's going on, or kicking Ilhan Omar and, and, uh, and Adam Schiff mm-hmm. and Swalwell off these committees, while it needs to be done, those are things are not going to better people's lives. And the major challenge that the next Congress is going to face is getting federal spending under control. And the Republicans really need to hold the line in terms of standing up to, up to and including if they have to, shutting the federal government down to get inflation under control. But I don't know about you, Casey, I have zero confidence that they will do anything even close to that. Yeah, look for that government shutdown and how the Democrats are going to blame the Republicans for that when, in fact, it's an attempt, like you said, to get the spending under control. Do you think Ted Cruz will run for president? Uh, No, I think Ted Cruz is too smart for that. I think Ted Cruz recognizes that ship for the foreseeable future has sailed. Uh, I think anybody not named Mike Pence, who has long-term ambitions, will be smart enough to realize they have no chance to win unless their name is DeSantis or Trump, and it's not going to get in. Okay, Casey, when we come back, I have a very important question for the audience. Okay. Um, and I, I, I really, really do need public input on this. I've got some big decisions to make coming up. And I'm going to leave it up to the folks. I thought I knew what we were talking about, but... Oh, we're going to dump on Diego Morales, too. (laughs) We're going to do both of those things. Okay. It's coming up from 93 WIBC. Yes! Kevin finally played one of my requests. It's not Bruce Springsteen. All the Eric Clapton songs in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty obscure request. This is what you came up with? I like it. I mean, I was going to play uh, this is not as, originally. Well, this but. is not as bad as all the Bob Dylan songs in the world. And you, you pick what, what, I don't even, I blocked it from my memory. What, what, uh. Knocking on Heaven's Door. Knocking on Heaven's Door. Which Casey was saying was not a Bob Dylan song. I just want to say to clear it. Yeah, uh, I was it, wrong. It, it is a Bob Dylan yeah. song. For the next year, for one. the next year, we're going to have a very strict list. I'm going to <laughs> compile a very large yet strict Wait, list. no. You're compiling yeah, the list? Yeah, I'm taking it on myself because we get. When you two are put in charge, we get pretending and knocking on heaven's door. And when you're in charge, we get Bruce Springsteen or Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, well, I give the people what they want. I have a big question for everybody (laughs) that I really need to get out into the public ether, and we need to be somewhat timely on the response to this. Somebody please back me up. You want more than just Bruce Springsteen. 20 minutes after 11, Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What is your predicament? So I was just informed yesterday, (laughs) our, our old employer was... As you know, I I don't like to take days off. I get weird when I'm not at work. Mm -hmm. We miss you terribly. Because I like, it's sweet of you to lie, I like my job. Mm -hmm. And and when you enjoy your job, it's kind of my hobby that they just pay me for. But so our old employer was 
uh, somewhat more liberal in terms of if you don't burn all your vacation time within the allotted time, we will be forgiving in terms of letting you use it in the future. You can roll it over into the next year. Right. And apparently there was an email sent out at some point amongst the cavalcade of emails when you're purchased by someone else mm-hmm. that said we will not be as, uh, by as, I mean, not at all forgiving in terms of if you don't use your vacation time, you lose it. Yeah. So now I have realized I have what basically amounts to two weeks of vacation that I have to use by the end of the year. I've been thinking about this a lot, and it's actually been stressing me, Rob, because since we've been together, you've only taken one week off, and that was for your honeymoon. That was by force, not by choice. And I I said we should honeymoon here in Indianapolis, and I was told no. Well, and I know how long that you've worked here, so I knew you had more days than what you've taken, and I'm kind of thinking, oh boy, what's he going to do? Just take them all off at the same time? No, Kevin <laughs> Kevin came up with a theory that what what you say should be noble and just not take yes. the days. Is that what? You yeah, said? I think you should uh, mm-hmm. be like Bruce Springsteen, uh-huh. or maybe like the picture that he already he always portrays. Yeah, as, the know, working man, the working right. man. Yeah, right. I, because uh, the other the other do it for us, Rob. Right. I'm not doing that. No, I think you should suck it up and just come to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Kevin and I vote for. I wish. No days off for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish there was like, uh, you know, you could like just cash your days in. Exchange it for money? Yeah. Maybe I could ask our management, somebody who would yeah. see if they would do that. I don't think that's in the budget. However, if I cannot do that, I'm going to take them. So here is my question to you guys mm-hmm. and the audience as a whole. Mm-hmm. Should I take them in a lump, <laughs> like say at the end of the year, and I just disappear for two weeks, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. should I spread them out throughout the month of December, essentially taking two days a week? Like I, I disappear on Thursday, and you don't see me again until Tuesday. It's still not going to be enough. You have a lot of vacation time. Yeah, up. but I mean, I think I can get most of it in. I don't know if there are four or five weeks in December, but basically. So what you're saying is you don't want to take a vacation and actually go somewhere. No. Vacate. Well, I, think, I think that's what you should do. No. I think you need to expand your horizons mm-hmm. and maybe go to Travel like, a go to Canada or something. <laughs> I don't even have a passport. How would I go to Canada? We can get you a passport. Uh, is that going to take like take months? Take six to eight weeks yeah, to get a passport. Yeah, does it take months to yeah. get a passport? Yeah, the, the calendar trail. will roll over before am, he can get that look, accomplished. I am never leaving this country, and we've been through this many mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. that I refuse to go somewhere mm-hmm. where the right to free speech and an attorney is not 100% clearly guaranteed. So, <laughs> and, and it is the Christmas season, mm-hmm. and the Christmas season should be spent here in Indiana, mm-hmm. um, where mm-hmm. there is lights and snow and things of that nature. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, Please go away for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? Uh, what should? What? Should, what? Do you, what are? You, what's your gut instinct say? My gut. My my gut says I should spread it out. Mm-hmm. But but I. I think that you need to talk with Matt because what's going to be more difficult for him? No, oh, no, this isn't to, about Matt. It's to about cover me. somebody while nope. you're gone. It's about Will me. it be easier for him to do a, a two week? just all at once and have someone in here with me or is it easier for him to get somebody staggered why would i care what's easiest for him why you- i tried to do which what was easiest for him which is keep showing up to work and they told me i can't do that <laughs> i tried to make it easier on him okay what do you want to do you want to be gone for a uh, long you can't handle being gone well, for a long time I, I'm more, you can't handle it i'm more inclined to take every friday and monday mm-hmm. off mm-hmm 
other than I guess I don't know what what day Radiothon is. If that's a Friday, I guess I would not um, do that. Oh, he just told me yesterday. It's December 9th, December whatever that 9th. whatever that is. Uh, you can't be gone that day. So here's here's my hot take. Do you remember yesterday when Hammer was saying he's not the type of guy who wants to be missed while he's gone? Right. Oh, we can't do it without you. Right. And I think you want us to miss you while you're gone. Oh, I don't care what you think about me at all. I could absolutely <laughs> care less what you think about me. I mean, I don't even want to leave. But I, isn't this crazy? My employer is forcing me to leave my job, and they're going to pay me not to be here. Well, think of it this way. I mean, you've got a little dog at home. Yeah. Uh, Bruce. Yes, yes. A, uh, a, a little 65-pound dog, yes. Yeah, I'm sure he would enjoy spending some more time with you. So on your days off, you just kind of hang out with Bruce. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you should do it sporadic, um, but December 9th is a Friday. So oh, it is keep a Friday. Okay, so maybe I do like a Monday and Tuesday. Here's the other problem. My wife also works at home, so is it really a vacation for me? Um, well, she probably <laughs> wants to go do some stuff, though. Does she get time off? Why is my vacation about everyone but me? <laughs> we should care about what's easiest for Matt. We should do what my wife wants to do. You guys hey, need to go to hey, Brown County. Wait, what did I've you, already done that for her. What did you just say? Why is your vacation about everyone but you? Yes. You are talking to the wrong person <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> the wrong person. For that conversation. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Two uh, of them. Okay, so. Two vacations. So when we come back, now, uh, I am going to ask a question about, uh, has anybody <laughs> offered an explanation on how you vote in a different county from where you take your homestead credit, or would that not serve Hoosiers well? <laughs> and Diego, mm-hmm. uh, back in the news. Put remember, together his transition yeah, team. Yeah, remember he was going to take on the establishment, and he was going to really fight the power, mm-hmm. and if you were conservative, he was the best choice, because Holly Sullivan was a Holcomb stooge. Man, boy, that transition team that Diego's got, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's something. We've got the lineup for you coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Casey has a baby. I've got a song. No, I didn't set her. Casey has a baby. You can I've see right now on the YouTube. This is amazing. Baby. It's been a while since I've held a baby. I have never seen a woman broadcast while holding a baby. She's so cute. So Nick uh, had a baby recently. How old is she? Three months. Three months. Nick, Nick Cotton Jim, who is our one of our digital dig- guys, the main digital man. Yeah, they just now, had a now, baby. Now and we should clarify: Nick did not have the baby. His wife did all the work. His wife had the baby, and this Nick, is Nick Blair. Dads yeah. really get the best uh, the best out of that, right? It's like the wife, the woman has to do all the work, mm-hmm. and the man gets half the credit. It's I ridiculous. Ho- I hope Nick bought you a present. <laughs> did he? <laughs> Oh, no. 
Fail. Dad, fail. You know, when your wife has a baby, you should probably acknowledge her yeah. hard work. So Casey has decided she's going to hold the baby during I know, the we, broadcast. We, we had stuff we were going to talk about, but I really don't care anymore because uh, I've got a baby. Well, then I'll, I'll just lead this segment here. You can play along if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, so there was an interesting story that I saw on the internet, and you know the rule. If it's on the internet, it has to be true. Involving a player for what are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm -hmm. And this guy... Uh, Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez is his name. He He's not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's kind of a role player. He's a, he's a linebacker, was a linebacker. Uh, made about $1.035 million. So that's pretty low by NFL standards, but obviously uh, he will not be hanging out at a soup kitchen anytime soon. And he unexpectedly retired on... November the 10th. And it wasn't like, oh, he's at the end of his career. People are anticipating he's not going to play anymore. Well, now it has come out that on November the 10th, uh, November the 10th was two weeks after he had sold a Pokemon card right. for $672,000. So basically, if you extrapolate what he was still owed uh, at the time. His contract was what? A million? Yeah. 1.035 million. Yeah. So where they were in the season, mm -hmm. based on what he was still owed, he basically broke even by selling that Pokemon card, what he would have made playing professional football. Mm -hmm. And he said, screw this. Mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't need to be beat up anymore. I am out of here. Yeah, and that's the that's the big thing that I had uh, written in my notes, that the risks to his health weren't worth it. Right. You now, got the money. Without playing the game? Right. Do it. Now, as we just talked about last segment, I am pondering not even taking my vacation because I love being here so much. <laughs> and if you love playing professional football, a la like a Tom Brady, look at what he's been willing to sacrifice to keep playing football. Right. My question to you, Casey, though, is yeah. if someone were to parachute $672,000 <laughs> to you in a duffel bag, mm -hmm. would you show up to work would you still continue to work with would me? Would I retire? Well, I didn't. Let me. I didn't say retire because I'm just saying you would not be subjected to work with me anymore. Mm -hmm. Would you still show up to work? I. I. I no. You did done. Yeah. I. I. I would. I, I'd be done. Really? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's back to the. Kindle and show to be named later. Yeah. And you know what? You want to do the show alone? Because I, I would I'd give you even a 10% discount on that number. Uh, yeah. The $672,000. So, li so like uh, 600000 you would see adios. Yeah. In my advanced age. <laughs> Kevin, if, if, yeah. I, if someone dropped $672,000 in the duffel bag in the chair you're sitting in and you showed up to work and it was sitting there, would you continue to work this job? Um, yeah, if you if you put it that way, I probably would get out of here. Um, See, but, but, he, I don't, but you're markedly younger. This is the problem say, you have, Kevin. He's, he's younger. You need to think this through. Yeah, that is true. I got a few years on you. My retirement nest egg, I'm hoping, is a little bigger than yours. Yeah, I mean, you're at you're, this point. You're going to blow through, especially a man with your rock and roll tastes. Yeah, and the will, lifestyle and will, everything. Yeah. You will, by the time you bought a house, and a nice car of some sort. Mm -hmm. Now they also didn't say he he probably owes applicable taxes mm. on the six seventy two. Now there is no state income tax in Nevada, so it would just be federal tax. So probably chop off about thirty percent of that. 
the point of this conversation that doesn't really work so just continue six hundred thousand dollars by the time you buy a reasonable house yeah yeah and a car of some sort Mm -hmm. you're only left with a couple hundred thousand dollars right yeah i guess it's not as much as it seemed yeah Uh, maybe i'll just take a little vacation (laughs) go to europe for a little bit come back in a couple months (laughs) a little vacation yeah well i would you you'd still show up i I get great joy out of subjecting people to my opinions on things. Like, this is a hobby for me. Don't tell my employers. I'd probably pay them to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I would be like, get me out of there. I can't stand it anymore. Right. It's just, you know, uh, like I said, with my advanced age. I think, I think, I think, <laughs> I don't know for sure. I'd want to take advantage. If I somebody just dropped me $670,000, I one splurge I would do, because we've talked about like if you won the Powerball, mm-hmm. what I would do, that I would take a sizable amount of that money, because I, you never spend it in a million lives, but I would take a sizable amount of money and devote that towards making Eric Holcomb and Todd Young's lives miserable every day, up to and including hiring some guy in an airplane that has the sign the that hangs up the back of the plane to just the follow back. them around to events and just mm-hmm. fly the plane mm-hmm. above wherever event that they're at. For some reason, I thought you were going to say you would donate it to charity. Well, I would part of it. Part of it? Oh, part of it. Oh, okay. But I, look, I would look at it as letting the society know how awful Todd Young and Eric Holcomb are is char- is charitable giving. That is part yeah, of it. That's I'm doing point. my part. But, T- tithe some to your but, church. But for six hundred, like $670,000, what I think I might do is try to rent, and this would take some finagling, but I think I could do it, one of those like uh, buildings or a room in a building around the state house, which is on a second floor, so I could have a gigantic like bedsheet-esque thing that I could throw out my window that for a month I could let people know because they're all coming in and out of the state house. And if I could do it during session, how awful Holcomb and Todd Young are. And I don't have lottery money here, but I have Mm $670,000. And I think I could arrange that with that amount of money. Yeah, I don't know. $672,000, it seems like a lot. It's not that much. It's really, it's not going to last you it's it's certainly not going to last Kevin to retirement. No, 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 not even close. I mean, a million dollars. Like if you were to say, so Kevin, you're 27, mm-hmm. and someone yeah. handed, let's say after taxes, someone handed you a million dollars. There's no way you're making it to retirement. I mean, depending on what sort of life you want to live. What what do we say? So let's just pick an arbitrary number. 65. I don't think you'll be able to retire at 65 because I don't think Social Security will be here when you're 65. But just for the sake of that, mm-hmm. for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, 40 years. Well, if he gets a million dollars in seven, it would be two million. And then in 14, it would be four million. And then in 21, it would be eight million. What are right? you talking about? Well, because money doubles every seven years. Oh, right, right. But what I'm trying to say is, okay, if, if you- It's ex- supposed to, anyway. If you, yeah. If you, ex- if you extrapolated a million dollars to 40 years, that's $50,000 a year. There's no way, Kevin, you're you're probably going to be able to live the sort of life you would want to live. Now, could you live on $50,000 a year? Obviously, yes. People do it every single day. Yeah. But you're a man of fine wine and fancy tastes, and there's no way <laughs> over the next 40 years you're living on $50,000 a year. You're painting a bleak future for our poor Kevin <laughs> I mean, it sounds, it, it's misleading. Yeah, really right. thinking about a lot here. It's uh, there's a time, pretty hard. There was a time, like when I was a kid, a million dollars might have been, well, been a billion dollars. Like, mm-hmm. you're a millionaire. You're rich. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure you're really rich rich per se if you have a net worth of a million dollars anymore no no you're not your net worth collectively is a million dollars you're not even rich anymore no way that's that's a statement that is bleak yeah 
Isn't that pathetic? Yeah, it is. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Should we talk about Diego's transition team? (laughs) He announced a 13-person team uh, co-chaired by a former state officer holder. Uh, This he did via news release. He said the team will offer organizational and logistical support and includes individuals with decades of experience in both the public and private sectors. Okay, so you remember that we used the term highly fraudulent. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about highly fraudulent, that was the phrase we used for Diego Morales because Diego's line to the voters at the convention and for two years was, I'm the anti-establishment choice. Like, if you're mad at Eric Holcomb, if you're mad at uh, Holly Sullivan being appointed, if you want to send a message, you send it with me, which is laughable that a guy who has spent basically his entire adult life in and around government is in some way anti-establishment, and it was laughable the voters bought it. And I said, did I not spend six months a year saying, you people are going to be in for a rude awakening because the only service this dude cares about is self-service. Now, before we talk about some of these people that are on the transition team, and when we say on the transition team, these Mm -hmm. are the people who will be calling the shots, who are his adult supervision, who will be telling this guy what to do because he can't cross the street by himself without somebody holding his hand. Has anybody clarified yet on how Diego Morales legally cast a vote in Hendricks County in 2018 while taking a homestead credit in Marion County. That story kind of disappeared quickly, didn't it? I'm asking out of pure ignorance, has Diego offered any explanation on how you legally cast a vote in a different county, Mm -hmm. which just conveniently happened to be the county the, one of the counties that was in the congressional district you wanted to run in, and the place where you were taking the homestead credit was not where you would not have been in your congressional district. Has anybody offered a logical explanation as Diego Morales or any of these people on this transition team or the Indiana Republican Party or anyone ever offered an explanation on how legally you do that? No, and it seems like he doesn't feel like he needs to offer. No, he never needs a, he doesn't need to debate. He doesn't need to offer right. points of view. So here are some of the uh, people that are on Diego Morales's mm-hmm. transition team. Uh, and let's start with Bob Grand. Mm-hmm. And Bob Grand, for those of you who is the chairman, don't know, is uh, the big boss over there, basically Barnes at Barnes and Thornburg, mm-hmm. which is basically the group that, in many cases, controls about everything that goes on inside the Indiana State House. That is who Diego Morales picked to be the big boss Mm -hmm. of the transition. Mm -hmm. You don't get any more establishment than Bob Grand. Like if you were to say, give me a face of the establishment, it's Bob Grand. Uh, Jim Adderholt, former chief of staff for Governor Mike Mike Pence. Pence. Once again, and I think Adderholt has been out of the game for years now. Uh, So... He moved away and then that, came back to do this. That well, I don't know if he's moving back or not. But again, uh, Beth Beth uh, Beth Boyce, Johnson County Republican Party Chairman, Judy Buck, Indiana Republican Party Fifth District Chairwoman. Now here's the one that's super interesting because the rest of these people are uh, uh, Mario Massalamini, The he's the head of the Hamilton County Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all of these people, for the most part. Uh, many of them, anyway, are not outsiders. Are 
yeah, the ultimate insider party mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. But there's a name on here that is super duper 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 interesting to me. And that is the name Jesse Camacho. Mm-hmm. And he is the president. Of Camacho Facility Services. Well, what does Diego claim that he does for a job, Casey? Is it with something with Camacho Facility Well, Services? no, I'm just saying, didn't he claim that he is running these- uh, Facilities? Yeah, isn't that what, you know, you need things cleaned? Mm-hmm. And uh, isn't, that, isn't that really interesting how there's all these political people and then, well, voila, Here's this guy. So look, here's the deal. If you thought this guy was was gonna fight for you, if you thought this guy was gonna stand up to Holcomb, if you thought this guy was gonna fight the establishment, you're dreaming, you're in for a rude awakening, and I am just asking for someone, anyone, mm-hmm. to la- to tell me how you can legally cast a vote in a county that is different where you take your homestead credit. By the way, he's also hiring. Oh, Watch. Should we apply? You should totally apply. Individuals interested in applying for a position within the new administration should send a letter of interest and their resume to transition at diegoforindiana.com. Oh, we've I've got Is there a time? Do you do you have your resume updated? Oh, do you have a letter of interest? Uh, I can <laughs> I'm sure you cook can. one of those up pretty quick. Okay, well, there you, th- you go. Do you think I'll get back? It will not serve Hoosier as well? <laughs> Possibly. Transition at Diego4Indiana.com. You should just fire that off real quick and see what sort of response you get. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A couple people have some advice for you, Rob. They said you should go to work for Diego for two weeks and get your foot in the door for the Holcomb office. I I think I'm going to submit an application. Um, (laughs) And... uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to, th- I'll have to think about it. I'd love to uh, get an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you missed the last segment, Diego Morales, the uh, like new Secretary of State. Secretary of State-elect. Yes, will be uh, <laughs> is asking for people to apply to work mm-hmm. in his uh, mm-hmm. his office. And we had pondered, uh, given the immense success I had getting my 10 questions answered by the governor, whether mm-hmm. I should uh, send a resume over mm-hmm. there. And uh, I think you totally should. Get your foot in the door, right? Um, and somebody else also asked, a uh, big college football game this weekend, uh, Ohio State yeah. Michigan, who I would root for. Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. But I have to say, OH. Yeah. I-O. Here's the thing, though, Casey. Yeah. 
if you could take away the first four weeks of the season. Oh, you're going to talk about Notre Dame. Notre and Dame USC is one, this weekend. No, no, well, yeah, Notre Dame USC is this weekend. And if you took away the first four weeks of the season, Notre Dame mm-hmm. is overwhelmingly one of the mm-hmm. top four teams in the country. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Did you watch the game this weekend, Notre Dame? I did on the Peacock Network. Because. I got to tell you, if I were in the stands at that game, I probably would have left at halftime. Really? Oh, gosh. It was. And the announcers were saying, this is amazing. This game yeah. is snowball. It's fantastic. Every game should be like that. And I just kept thinking to myself, it's amazing that you walk out of the stadium with your toes still intact because those people were freezing their butts off. This floors me because Casey will always text me during the Notre Dame game as though I'm not already watching it. Like, No, I know you're watching it. Touchdown. No kidding. I just saw it. (laughs) I know you're watching it. Interception. Really? No kidding. (laughs) Oh, it's under review. You're a gigantic Notre Dame fan, and it's in (laughs) South Bend, and so I would assume you would fully embrace the idea of, wow, there's a colossal amount of snow going on at the Notre Dame game. But I've been to games like that, and yeah, it looks romantic and beautiful and a whole lot of fun in your family room when you're watching it on TV <laughs> to actually be there in person with that lake effect snow yeah. piling on. It's it's cold. But you probably knew if you went to that game, mm-hmm. if you're if you're into Notre Dame football enough to go to the game, you probably are fully aware of what the weather is like in South Bend in November. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. probably do look at the forecast and realize, wow, it's going to snow today. I probably ought to bring an extra... Sweatshirt? It doesn't matter. You can wear three pairs of socks and, you know, your long johns under your pants. It's still cold. And you have, you know, half a foot to sit on and it's a metal bench that you're crammed in there and somebody's knees are in your back and your knees are in someone's back. And you'd think that all those bodies close together would warm it up. I I think Notre Dame is going to win that game on Sunday or uh, Saturday. Mm -hmm, Against USC. And here is what is crap about USC and Stanford. USC and Stanford refuse to play in the cold. That is why every year Mm -hmm. the game in October is against USC or Stanford. And then the game at the end of the year is in California. So one year Stanford will play at Notre Dame Mm -hmm. and Notre Dame is at USC. Then one year it's Notre Dame is or USC is at Notre Dame and then it's at Stanford because those weenies. They don't know how to play in the snow. And by the way, is 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 it USC supposed to be joining the Big Ten? Aren't they supposed to be coming into the Big Ten? What are they going to do? Tell uh, tell Michigan, no, nah, we're not ever going to play uh, in Michigan outside of the month of September. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of weenies. <laughs> it's true. So who will be the top five then? You think Notre Dame is going to beat USC? I think Notre Dame is going to beat USC. Uh-huh. Here is my here is what how I think the top five will shake out. I think it's going to be Georgia, uh-huh. Ohio State. Yeah. Alabama, Tennessee. And then, and then I got no idea. No, no, Tennessee's done. They couldn't let Hammer have anything nice. Oh, right. They lost, yeah. didn't they? I have no idea. Well, USC's fifth. Because if USC it, wins, could... Right. Is that going to do anything for them, though, if they beat Notre Dame? Oh, yeah, they're in. If they beat... Notre Dame's like 13th. Notre Dame is arguably the best Yeah, but team, they're fifth. So but what's that going to do for Notre them? Notre Dame, and they always put the way you do later in the year ahead of everything else. Notre Dame is arguably the second best team in the country after the first four weeks of the season. <laughs> They have, they've beat, after, they've, after the first They've forward. beaten how many ranked teams, mm-hmm. including one who was number four at the time, and they mm-hmm. smoked them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every year. Every year. And you know what? What else did we say? That if they go to that big game, what's going to happen? They're going to choke. Well, they didn't choke in the big game. They choked against Cal and Nevada. Or was it Nevada? Is that the other team they lost? No, Marshall. How do you lose to Cal and Marshall? And Marshall. Oh. 
All right. Well, it'll be a it'll be a fun weekend for football. That's for sure. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.